0: friends Shua here with this week's contemplate I want to lead us in a meditation together through a passage of scripture uh, that coincides with the teaching from this past Sunday Weston did a beautiful job at teaching uh, through this idea of a community of justice in a culture of consumerism how do we walk in this world as people of justice and of mercy and of compassion, how do we live into the justice that the kingdom brings in our everyday lives? It's a good question. And we found that, at least in part of this teaching, that justice and compassion go hand in hand. You cannot have justice without compassion. Otherwise, it becomes just sort of a, a an empty moralism, like I'm just doing this because it's right, and you completely disconnect from the humanity of it. You're not necessarily looking at a person and having compassion on a person that has experienced injustice, but instead you're just holding fast to a set of ideas um, that makes us feel a certain way, it becomes a sort of selfish practice. How do we have compassion on people that have experienced injustice? How do we have compassion on the poor, on the needy, on the single mother, on the widow or widower, on the person with PTSD or um, struggles with mental health issues? Um, There are so many different spaces in which compassion is so necessary in order for justice to be enacted in the world. Compassion and justice go hand in hand. So I believe in order to become a compassionate person, you must first believe that you were created in the image of a compassionate God. You were created in the image of a compassionate, loving God. And because this God loves, he walks in justice. He brings about justice. And I think this is uh, beautifully displayed in Exodus 34 God is revealing himself to Moses up on the mountain Moses says show me your glory I want to see you show me your glory and God passes in front of him or shows shows Moses his back and as he passes by declares about himself um, what we're going to read in this passage of Scripture so uh, why don't you get into a comfortable space Uh, With Maybe with both feet on the ground and sitting upright, alert and aware, or maybe you're laying down, I'd say even if you're resting and laying down, uh, just stay alert, stay aware, pay attention to your breathing so you don't just, you know, fall asleep. You know, if you need to fall asleep, have at it. But but, uh, we want to try to tend to our bodies, tend to our minds, tend to our souls and allow the spirit to speak to us through this time of contemplation. So just get into your comfortable space and we'll take a couple of deep breaths together just to get uh, into our bodies and aware. So take a deep breath into the belly and an exhale. Another deep breath deep into the belly and exhale. One more time, and you're just going to hold it at the top for a moment, deep breath into the belly, and exhale, Father, we breathe in your grace, your mercy, as we Lean into this time of contemplation. Would you come speak to us? We want to know you. We want to know what it's like to be a people of justice. Exodus 34, verse six. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, Yahweh, the Lord, a God, take a moment and let that sink in, even if you want to take a second to rewind and listen again. Try not yet to uh, to not yet ask any questions of the text, just hear it. Exodus 34 six, seven. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, the Lord, Yahweh, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. See clearly in this um, picture that, that God is so merciful and gracious and loving God, he has so much space in, in his heart for those that are in need, even for those who have committed sin and transgressed. So much room, ab- abounding love, abounding in steadfast love. He's not running out of, of love. He's not running out of compassion. And from this place of love, he moves in justice. He doesn't just clear the guilty. He doesn't only say, oh, you've, you've done wrong. And maybe you haven't turned back to me. Maybe you haven't repented. now. it's fine because that is not love. That that's not love. That's laziness. If you've ever experienced injustice, even in the smallest ways in your own life, or or someone has pained you, or you've been a victim of one thing or another, you you would desire justice in your life. You know, every transgression, every sin, everything that we do to step away from God has this ripple effect in the world. It destroys God's will for human flourishing. If God only turned his back on that, if God only just, you know, shrugged that off, that would not be loving. That would not be justice. And so he visits the iniquity, the sin, the fathers and on the fathers and, and the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. It's actually this beautiful picture on the scale, because if you read just before that, it says he forgives sins for thousands. And this actually is meaning like thousands of generations. He has compassion on thousands of generations. And yet he is diligent to pursue justice in bloodlines and and in, In generational pain, and generational injustices, and and, uh, oppressiveness to the third and fourth generation. He delights in showing mercy. He doesn't delight in judgment, but he does act in justice as a form of love and compassion. Let's read this one more time together. And we'll take a moment just after to uh, imagine what it might be like to live from a place of compassion, not of harsh judgment or critique of the world, but compassion that leads to acts of justice. Exodus 34. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, Yahweh. Yahweh, a God merciful and gracious, a God compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands of generations, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, But he will by no means clear the guilty. He will by no means shrug off the injustices he sees before him, though he visits the iniquity of the fathers who have committed injustice, to the children who have committed injustice, and those children's children, to the third and fourth generation. And Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. Maybe even in this moment begin to take that same posture as Moses. A God loving and kind and just is deserving of our worship. And worship is what we actually do with our lives. How do we mirror this compassionate, merciful God. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Maybe you have in your life been a victim. Maybe you have experienced some form of injustice or pain inflicted upon you. Maybe today, whether you're driving in your car or you just woke up, and you're having your morning coffee, or it's late in the evening, like it is for me now. You just need to know that God sees you, He has compassion on you. And not only is He weeping passively, as He weeps, He is marching. As he weeps, he is marching towards a future of justice. He is making what was wrong and what is wrong, right. He's the only one that can. And By Jesus' death and resurrection, there's this turning in the cosmos where everything is beginning to become new and restored again his will and his way. Order is coming back and he's doing it through us, even in our healing, even in the wounds that are being healed. I pray, friend, that today you feel that deeply, that you know that deeply, and if you can't feel it, that you would hold on to it, hold fast to this truth. Jesus is restoring all things. His hand of justice stands over you. And over this world, there's a light that shines in the darkness. Grace and peace to you. Uh, May the spirit continue to speak to you as you move through your day, your evening and the week to come. Shalom, friends.